but I want to welcome you. I'm Dr. Miriam Cintron. I am the founder and um, president of Step-by-Step -Step Dyslexia Solutions. I want to ask you, first of all, write in the chat, how would your life be different if you couldn't read? And then put your name after it, if you wouldn't mind, because I want to be sure that your right name pops up. How would your life be different if you couldn't read? Just go ahead and put it in the chat. I'm going to mute if I'm not muting you because I, I'm thinking I'm muting you. So I am um, a public speaker and I'm a national teacher trainer. That was my goal this year. This was my year for teacher training. I'm an author, an app developer, curriculum writer. I received my doctorate in education, leadership and administration. And I have two credentials, one in special ed, one in general ed. And I've been an educator for 20 years, 21 years, and a classroom teacher for 10. I didn't learn about dyslexia until I was in my second master's program at the university. And one of my professors recommended I join the International Dyslexia Association, of which I'm still, a, I'm now a board member of the Tri-County branch in um, California. I didn't learn about dyslexia in, in my college courses or when I was a teacher. So I highly recommend people um, look into the International Dyslexia Association. Sometimes educators who are afraid to say dyslexia at school can um, you know, recommend parents look at the International Dyslexia Association and see the guidelines. And then the parents can bring literature to the school. So I want you to meet my family. My husband and I will have been married uh, 31 years in August. I got married later in life. And we have three wonderful kids. Our daughter, Laura, just got married last November. And we are a blended family, and now so is she, because she has a, a son out of, all of a sudden uh, who is seven years old. And they got married at the winery, a beautiful winery in California. And these are my other two engineer sons. So I want to welcome you. I just want to share that 65.9% um, of students fail to reach grade level reading by fourth grade, and they rarely catch up. They're at risk of dropping out of high school and going to prison. And it doesn't have to be that way. I equip heroic teachers and parents with an effective literacy program to remediate dyslexia so we can close the achievement gap, stop the school to prison pipeline, and prepare kids for success in school and in life. The problem is teachers aren't being trained to work with dyslexic children. They don't even know how to recognize dyslexia, and when they see those struggling readers, they don't know what else they can do to help them. I was there. And as a result, the students are feeling frustrated, their self-esteem is lowering, they are having detentions, acting out in bad behavior, dropping out of high school, going to prison, some are even taking their lives. So the formal definition of dyslexia by the International Dyslexia Association is that it's a specific learning disability it's neurobiological in origin. It's characterized by difficulties with accurate and or fluent word recognition and by poor spelling and decoding abilities. 
More easily said, dyslexia is neurological in origin, so the brain can be retrained. It's more of a learning difference than a learning disability, and it affects a student's reading, writing, and speaking ability. I'm gonna use the acronym COPS because when I worked at middle school and high school, we had a COP on campus, and it's just kind of interesting to see how our schools are turning into that kind of a setting. And Danny Trejo turned his life around in prison, but we don't want um, our kids going to prison. So C stands for crisis. We have a national reading crisis in spite of a mandate signed in California by Governor George Brown in 2015. It was Assembly Bill AB 1369. All the states in the United States had their own Assembly Bill. The mandate said that the schools had to provide intervention, uh, do assessments for dyslexia and provide intervention by the 2017-18 school year. Well, here are the reading scores at the end of that 2018 school year. We get a report card from the National Association of Educational Progress. They look at the reading scores of fourth graders and eighth graders to determine how we're doing as a nation. So these little red marks that I put here is proficient. Look how low we are as a nation from being reading proficient. A third of the students are far below proficient and um, another third are below. Only a third of our students in the United States are at the proficient level. So let me ask you a question. Raise your hand or put in the chat if you ever received a C minus in a class and you were so glad to get a C minus passed, you got out of the class, you never have to do that again. Can you raise your hand for me? How many of you ever received a C minus in a class that had another level to it and you really struggled because other kids had received A's and B's? So you were just always still lagging behind. Well, that is what uh, that's how our nation sees proficient as a C minus. So eighth graders have actually dropped three points from uh, 2015, or actually, yeah, from uh, to, in 2018, they had dropped three points. Fourth graders had dropped one point. Now, someone once said, well, that's not a whole lot of points. Well, yeah, but it's going in the wrong direction. And this impact, and this impacts all of our communities. So I'm gonna to continue to mute you guys so we don't get the interference. And if you would, put your, um, put your real name. And I don't know, Amy, why you're coming up as a co-host. Uh, if you could just mute yourselves and put your correct name up there, thank you. Okay. So, let me, uh, <laughs> I have a dyslexia simulation for you. If you, hold on a second, sorry you guys, I think I went too high up. Oh, goodness. 
I need to um, I was going to get out of this. So many things are going on here. Okay. So if you could get a piece of paper next to you, I'm going to give you a dyslexia simulation. Okay. I want you to look at this paragraph right here. And I want you to remove every second vowel in the word. And re if there are more than two, and I want you to rewrite it. So let me enlarge this again, and I'll give you an example. An example is here. So the word laughter has three vowels. We're going to take the second vowel out and rewrite the word. So it would be like this, L-A, cross out the U, G-H-T-E-R. Okay, and then you're going to write L-A-U, G-H. L-A-G-H-T-E-R. I'm going to give you a minute to do that, okay? I'm going to put my timer on. Everybody, please do it. This is going to give you a good simulation of what it feels like. Okay, that's a minute. So if you participated, you may feel it wasn't long enough. Raise your hand if you think you had enough time on that. Raise your hand. Okay. You guys know how to raise your hand in that little reaction part on the bottom. So here are, here are the answers. If you got these, you are a rock star because this is what it feels like for dyslexic children to read. So this is why we like to use highlighters. We like to give pictures. We would say maybe highlight the words, underline the words in one color of highlighter that have two or more vowels and then highlight the second vowel in a second color. And then when they cross that out, they'll rewrite the word. But when we give them multiple colors, it's going to help them understand how to read. So put in the chat box, fourth graders in Los Angeles are reading better than the national average. Be sure you put your name because Zoom isn't allowing me to see everybody's name. False. Fourth graders in California are far below the national averages. And those kids in Los Angeles are the lowest in California. So again, I'll repeat, 66% of students fail to reach grade level reading by fourth grade, and they rarely catch up.
they're gonna be the kids ending up on welfare or going to prison. Here is a second dyslexia simulation. So on, a, on the bottom part of your paper, I want you to look at this, read this paragraph or these line, these sentences, and I want you to change every T to a D and then every E to an A. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, every E to an I and rewrite those words. And so here's an example. The T will be a D and the E becomes an I. So here's, oops, yeah. Here's how it looks. I have to move my bar. So there would become D-H-I-R-I. -I. Okay, I'm gonna give you another minute to do that exercise. And I really, really hope you participate because this is part of the amazing understanding of what it feels like to be dyslexic. Okay, that's one minute. Raise your hand if you like that activity. Okay, I'm going to show you what you should have. So compare what you wrote to this. And see how you did. So this is what it feels like to be dyslexic. So what does dyslexia look like in the classroom? Many of you see your students writing like this. I'm gonna read you these sentences. The clam, okay, I numbered them all, so this student didn't number them. Number one, the clam sat on the bottom of the ocean. Number two, they rushed into the cottage in the nick of time. Number three, we gathered around a campfire and told ghost stories. Number four, Pittsfield has a population of about 50,000. Number five, a conference was held to determine the future course of action. And number six, I would love to share this mound of donuts with my cousin and you. So when I had a private practice, I had a summer school course and it was six weeks. And I was starting to use music with a, phonic, with a phonics-based reading program that I used back in 2005. We had a parent from another district tell us that her son was entering sixth grade and she was furious because he was reading at a low third grade level and she was ready to sue the district. So he was with me and my program. After six weeks, he made three years gains in reading vocabulary, reading fluency, and reading comprehension. Happy family, happy district. They didn't get sued by her. And the awkward thing was she worked at the district. 
So the report was when he, he was still in special ed, but he was able to keep up with the students and he wasn't lagging behind. Because those special ed teachers have some real tools to help the kids move forward. So what does dyslexia look like in the workplace? This young gal told me she was in the wrong job. She wanted to just work behind the scenes and not have to write. You may recognize some of her errors. Uh, dollars are, is spelled incorrectly. Dining is spelled incorrectly. She, she rhymed. Um, I went to see this elderly woman who was in nursing care, and I went with her husband to visit her. And so her, his name was rhyming with pale, so she spelled Dale incorrectly. And the thing is, I had an adult tell me that he used to have other people fill out his job applications for him, and he felt like a liar. So he was so glad that I was carrying on bringing music with phonics because that's what really helped him learn. So O stands for opportunities. Sam Orden and Anna Gillingham were the founders of um, a, a, a model that they want us to use that is a multi-sensory teaching model. How many of you learn better when you see something? Give me a, a raised hands. How many of you learn better when you hear something? Raise your hands. How many of you learn better when you're hands-on, kinesthetic? And then how many of you have ever solved a problem by speaking it to someone else? So we're using multiple senses. This works to a student's strength as well as to their weakness. We all learn better like this, but dyslexic children really, really need this. And the reading program needs to be structured, systematic, sequential. And we have these kind of, we have structures in our daily routine that help us get through life easier. So a good reading program should be cumulative and it should be flexible. And that's what I offer with my step-by-step -step reading. At the end of these 75 minutes, I'm gonna, well, at the, end, at the top of the hour, I'm gonna share with you about my program. So you may know someone who has dyslexia, maybe you have dyslexia, but these are some very creative people who have made great contributions to the world. Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci painted the Mona Lisa. He was dyslexic. He used to write his name in cursive backwards. But we have Aaron Brockovich, Patricia Polacco, and you know um, Tim Tebow and Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg, even Walt Disney and the Fonz were all dyslexic. Dyslexic people are very creative. They're good with the arts. They're good with um, hands-on and uh, 3D. So my research for my doctorate was based on the science of Roger Sperry. He was a neuroscientist, and he was known for the split brain theory. He severed the corpus callosum of seizure patients, and he worked at the left and the right sides of the brain separately. The seizures stopped, and he was amazed at how the brain could still function and that people could be successful. And he won a Nobel Prize for this in the 1980s. And he gave educators a challenge and said, use this kind of information in the classroom. I'm gonna hurry a little, little bit along, but just share with you that in my reading program, we have an app. God woke my husband up last January at 4.30 in the morning. Who wants to get up? Well, he felt this prompting in his spirit twice. Get up and build the music app. So we got on a mission last January 
to build a music app. It plays music in the left ear, classical music, and spelling exercises in the right ear. And it's based on the brain research that language is developed in the left side of the brain and music is in the right side of the brain. So imagine a dyslexic person reads from the wrong side of the brain. They're using the right side of the brain, which is more dominant. So the, the right side of the brain wants to send over calp instead of clap, from instead of farm. So it messes up with comprehension and fluency. So when we send music in the left ear, it's gonna to cross to the right side of the brain and give it a job it likes to do so that the spelling exercises are in the right ear crossing to the left side of the brain, the left angular gyrus. And that's where language is, is formed. So it has a profound impact on the brain and that's why we can get one to three year gains in only six weeks in vocabulary, reading fluency, and or comprehension. True or false, 88% of the juvenile court system people are illiterate. That is a true statement. I have a friend who teaches criminal justice at the university, and he told me that he knows of a state back east that looks at the illiteracy rate of third graders to determine how many prisons to build. So the P stands for prisons. Did you know that a prison will bring, in California, an inmate will bring the prison $42,000. Special ed students bring their school district, in California, $26,000. And general ed students bring that district $13,000. And did you know, we have a category in special ed called specific learning difference. 85% of those kids have dyslexia. So what if we could train these kids to read and write kinder, first, second, third grade, get them being successful by the time they're fourth grade? Because those fourth grade teachers aren't taught to teach those kids to read, unless they're special ed teachers. But what a gift we could give these kids, and what a better use of our taxpayer dollars. Here's another dyslexia simulation. We're getting close to our time, but I just wanna, I have this little story and it's really hard to understand. I'm gonna zoom through it because I wanna keep on track here. If you give your students pictures, titles on the board, they're gonna understand when they're reading something and it's gonna pull it all together to them and make sense. So true or false? Dyslexia has been known to cause ulcers in children. Put in the chat. That is a true statement. I talked to a parent who said her daughter developed a dyslexia-induced ulcer. So S stands for success. What does reading success look like in your home? How many of you remember, raise your hand, if you remember going to the library with your children, even your grandchildren, and picking up a bunch of books to bring them home and you read to each other and the kids reread and they reread and they could hardly wait to go back the next week and get another dozen books, right? Well, that's not a reality in the home of a dyslexic child. In fact, dyslexic ch children feel that anxiety when they're called on to read, they're panicky. I had a mother tell me her son, her eighth 
eight-year-old son used to make excuses to go to the bathroom because he didn't want to read. They thought he had a bladder infection. He was going to the doctor every weekend. And then when he was 10 years old, he told her, Mom, I just made that up because I didn't want to read. So dyslexic children will memorize words, and so you'll think they're okay, they're successful, until they reach a word that's unfamiliar. Then they're going to glance and guess, and they're going to get it wrong. So their peers are going to help them, their teachers want to help them, and their self-esteem lowers and lowers. If a, if a child is tutoring one-on-one -on -one and asks for help with the word, give them help with the word, because their self-esteem is already lowered, and we want to really help them. So now we know what writing looks like. We know what the reading feels like. So this is some research talking about the value of music. And even when I taught math for, for my last four and a half years when I went back to the public school system, I let the kids listen to music in the left ear. It has a profound impact on the wandering brain. And I had a student named Ronnie. He was a seventh grader. And he used to tell the class, I'm adopted, I have dyslexia. And he said, um, I have ADHD. But he said, I take Ritalin to help the ADHD. And the music helps me learn. So we actually had music written into his IEP, his individual education plan, through the rest of his middle school. And it carried with him through high school. And he graduated beautifully this end of the year as we did our online, you know, the graduations for 2020. But what a testimony. And so when I used a phonics-based reading program back in uh, 15 years ago, we used music, and we didn't even use all the multi-sensory techniques I use now with my step-by-step -step reading. But these are the scores we had because of the um, music's impact. These students read phonics, and they were taught grammar and phonics rules. And they were taught by college interns. And they were taught by substitute teachers. So I have a story about Daniela. When I had my after-school program, we worked in five low-income school districts. And one of the local school districts, we, um, there was an eighth grader. Her mom was in prison. And for those of you who know, dyslexia does have a huge genetic component. And so she was being raised by her grandfather. He said they had tried everything after school. Nothing was working. They wanted to try our program. So he was very interested to see how the music was going to help. After two weeks, he started noticing a difference in her behavior and, after, and her interest in school and her self-esteem. After six weeks, when I post-tested her, she had made three years gains in reading fluency, comprehension, and vocabulary development. He started crying. He said, our home used to be a battlefield. Now she gets along with us. She gets along with her peers. She's excited for school. She likes to open up a book. He said, this is a miracle. Are you a doctor? Well, that's when I believe God was impressing me. Go back to school, get your doctorate, and bring this message out about music and its impact with reading. So it took me seven years to get my doctorate, and I published a book with my case studies. It's called A Message of Hope, How Music Enhances Reading for Dyslexic Children, and you can find that on Amazon. But that should be in the hands of every teacher to let them know what's going on with 
dyslexic children. One in five kids has dyslexia. So Daniela is a very happy gal. This was some of the data that I collected with my research. All the students came into the reading program at the 10 to 20 percentile range, which is the basic and far below basic. They were in um, RTI, Return to Intervention. And so the superintendent let us work with this large district. And um, those without the music achieved 40 percentile. I just measured vocabulary for my doctorate. But they achieved a 40 percentile. And then the ones with music reached the 60 percentile. And we're just talking vocabulary is what I measured. But I find that with reading fluency and comprehension as well. So there's a lot of negative self-talk with dyslexic children. I can't do it, I'm dumb, I'm gonna quit trying. My friends don't like me, I'm frustrated. And teachers will actually tell these kids, you're lazy, you're not trying hard enough. Well, then they don't understand dyslexia. Please mute yourself, okay? So, a vast, put in the chat, true or false, a vast majority of teachers are trained how to work with dyslexic children. That is false. Only a small percentage even know how to understand dyslexia. See, teachers in grades one through three are trained to teach reading, but not necessarily the Orton-Gillingham model. And, but teachers in fourth through 12th grade really are stuck because they are not even the ones that teach teacher, teach the reading. So the step-by-step -step reading program has uh, six books. I have a teacher guide, the mini lesson, which teaches all the grammar and phonics rules, Blackline Masters, the junior and senior workbook. And um, the senior workbook has workbook one and workbook two. So I'm gonna show you what my program looks like. So if you wanna write these steps down on a piece of paper, it'll really help. So step one, we use phonogram cards. We have 101 cards. They each say a letter or vowel teams, and we have a picture. You wanna show a key concept picture with the card. So this would be A, X, A. Say it at home. A, X, A. That's how we teach the kids. And we do this for a minute to two minutes at the start of every program, every, every, every hour session. So a little bit of eye candy. We have beautiful colors. And then here's some more eye candy to show you the fun, fun pictures. And I'm even sharing this with some of the uh, teachers that are in my Orton-Gillingham class that I'm getting some certification in right now. So step two, I want you to write down sound circles. So what we do is we write the words from the spelling exercise for that day on an index card. And then we have the student say the word. So just keep yourselves on mute, but just participate from home. Say Doug, Doug. So let's tap out Doug. D-U-G. And then we underline it. Some people like to just do their fingers and that's fine. So what we do, now we pull down the sound circles. 
the red will be the consonants and the orange will be the vowel or the dark and the light because there's different colors that we have to use. So then we, we pull the sound, sounds down, duh, uh, guh. Then we point and say, we point to the duh, uh, guh, dug. And then I say, Doug becomes bug. And the student repeats, Doug becomes bug. So the duh goes away and the buh comes down. Buh-uh-g, bug. Bug becomes bum. So the g goes away, oops, <laughs> and the m comes down. Buh-uh-m, bum. So we always want to say it, tap it out somehow, and pull the sounds down, and then point and say, and say it all together. So it's very easy using these card, the index cards because we write the daily exercise words and then we create our own substitutions for middle ending and beginning sounds. So now write down step three, we use our plastic letters. A lot of Orton-Gillingham teachers will use the cards, uh, phonogram cards that are small. And I have those available too, but I love using the letters. I personally spray all the vowels black. The Y is black and a color. And I spray all the G and C's silver because I teach the G and the C hard and soft sounds. So what the students do, we have a scope and sequence. So we have a selection of letters we use for the first um, couple days. And they are these letters. So a student would put the P before the A and after. So I'm going to share with you what that looks like. Pa app. Pa app. Pi ip. Pa op. Pa up. So this is pretty amazing because it's not the Orton Gillingham model that is structured. Um, to teach, uh, they want the, the true, true Orton Gillingham model wants you to teach certain words at a certain time. But what has been successful with using the music is just teaching these children the sounds. So these are the phonemes. We teach the C and the G and then the hard and soft sounds. For example, I would pull the E and the I to the right and then I teach with my um, slingshot how the E, I, and the Y make the C and the G soft. So we have a S and a J. And so it's very fun. The kids stay very engaged. And now they don't use music yet. They use the music at step four. But I want to show you this little tricky thing. Ever wonder why you're, what your child is thinking when they say, but mom, the B and the D are exactly the same letter. They're not. It's very tricky for our dyslexic children. So we create sounds. I put little marks on the letters because they, they come unmarked. And so I really give you the help with the letters I provide. So true or false, put in the chat or participate. Dyslexic people have low intelligence. Okay, that is a false statement. Dyslexic children have average to high intelligence. 
with an occasional exception here or there, but average to high is what we're looking for. And then we want to see the discrepancy of their intelligence to their reading ability. And then we want to give them a phonological writing test and a phonological reading test. So dyslexic children are creative in the arts, very musical and talented. So on your paper, right, step four is phonics reading. This is when we uh, have the teacher guide, which has seven parts. I actually provide some progress monitoring in here. If students have individual education plans, their IEPs, you can keep records of the progress and report those at the IEPs. This is very good for anecdotal teaching, but um, we have teacher instructions that are very clear for new teachers and review for veteran teachers who want to use, learn how to use the music. We have a phonics reading where the children will read, the child will read for 10 minutes and use the music in the left ear while they read. And then um, the teacher guide also has the spelling exercises and my resources. This is what it would look like. So we have our close, we teach closed syllable words, how the vowel is inside of two consonants. That's a closed syllable word. We talk about syllable types. But right now, here's a picture of one of our little guys who actually has those um, Arlene uh, glasses to help him. A lot of our kids do have a little bit of vision problems, so they need to have that addressed. And if they have hearing problems, they need to have that addressed. So we give extra scaffolds. I didn't use any of, of the um, Unifix cubes in my research, but if people want to add that, um, I can teach that. So what we do for step number five, it's phonological awareness. We go back to our spiral index cards and we write one of the words on a whiteboard. We, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this with you right now. So keep yourself muted, but participate from your home. So the word is hat, say hat. Okay, let's tap out the sounds for hat. Huh, ah, t, hat. So in the word hat, what sound does the H make? Huh. In the word hat, what sound does the A make? Ah. In the word hat, what sound does the T make? T. In the word hat, what letter says huh? And the student says H. In the word hat, what letter says ah? A. In the word hat, what letter says t? T. So say hat, hat. So say hat again, but instead of the huh, put buh. Bat. Good. Now, can you use bat in a good sentence? I hit the ball with my baseball bat. So we have a lot of phonological skills going on here with step five. Later on, you can introduce sight words. Um, I have a student who's really struggling and they, and they say not every program is for every child but I'll tell you if you start with this program and you have a child who's not flying really fast like most of the students do I'll help you with sight words and how to bring in the uh, unifix cubes and we could scaffold his learning okay so step six we bring out our workbook 
So the junior workbook is the same as the senior up to page 36. It has larger print, so it's a lot easier for those eyes of those second and third graders and fourth graders. And then when the child is in fifth grade, we would give them the senior workbook one and senior workbook two. These workbooks work a lot with grammar. I mean, I'm sorry, phonics, okay? And the student will use music with these workbooks. The senior workbook goes up to 96 pages. I have used this, a similar senior workbook for a full year. So step seven, write this down. We do another phonological awareness and we have script for uh, step five and seven. That's gonna be in your teacher instruction. The script says, say Doug, Doug. Let's tap out the sounds for Doug. D-U-G, Doug. In the word Doug, what's the beginning sound? D. In the word Doug, what's the ending sounds? G. In the word Doug, what's the middle sound? Uh. Say Doug, Doug. Say Doug again, well, can you give me a rhyming word for Doug? Bug. So, and that's as simple as step seven is. It's 30 seconds and the changing up of the variety in the program keeps the student engaged. So workbook two is for the seniors. It is a grammar workbook and it addresses verbs and tenses, adjectives, multiple meaning words, and a lot of writing and comprehension. A lot of in-depth comprehension. So true or false? Effective intervention can make a huge difference in the lives of students. Absolutely true. Using music with a multi-sensory step-by-step reading program, students are making one to three year gains in six weeks in one or all of these, vocabulary, fluency, and comprehension. So step nine, we um, use our app, it's called it's called Dunking Dyslexia. Now it's available on Android and iOS, and it's only $9.99 a month, $9.99 a month. Or if you go through my training, you get the app free for two months. We have uh, classical music, we have letter names and sounds, and then we combine classical music with uh, 28 spelling exercises and eight sentence groups. Group. And every um, student gets their own code. Every person who trains with me gets their own code. And you have it for, because it's a web app, so it's free. And you have a login and you have a, a special code. So this is the time. Our, our time is so precious. And I just want to say this is an al al affordable alternative to the expensive programs. Ways we could incorporate this, if teachers were trained, they could pull the kids out of class for an hour a day. If, the, if it's done in an after-school program, it can be done one-on-one. -on -one. It has to be one-on-one -on -one for these students. And it can be uh, in a private setting. And so I didn't share the mission. Step-by-step -step Dyslexia Solution has the mission to equip dyslexic children with their literacy skills, develop their literacy skills so they can realize their full potential and positively give back to their communities 
So we do that by training teachers, whether they pay privately, whether they have the schools pay for the training, or whether they get a scholarship. So what I do is I write scholarships, for I write grants, and um, I can offer teachers a scholarship, like we're gonna be having a training in Pomona coming up. We received a beautiful grant, and I'm training three teachers, and they're each gonna work with three students. So that was a gift to us from Pomona, not the city, but from an organization in Pomona. And then um, I also am a recipient of a grant to get the certification for associate and, and educator education with the practicum of Wharton Gillingham. So in eight months, I will be teaching teachers with the Wharton Gillingham model if that's what your school needs. But right now I'm a big advocate for the music with my step-by-step -step reading program. So I'm gonna stop my share and see if we have any questions. Do we, we have about 10 minutes for questions. Oh, um, can you unmute? Okay. Um, I have a question. Um, for some reason I didn't get it written down. What was step eight again? Step eight is the workbook. That workbook was the workbook, two. okay. Okay, Linda, I have you. Sorry, Rashid, I want to ask, how can we recognize uh, dyslexic students? Well, all those samples that I gave you, how they're writing, how they're reading, mm -hmm. those are okay. all, all samples. So mm -hmm. there's actually an assessment that I can do. I can do assessments online. Um, you, could, you could pay big bucks and have this, well, the schools can assess if the parents write a letter to the schools asking for that assessment. And you could go out to another organization um, and get, there's expensive assessments and people who've been familiar with it, we, we do formal assessments because we're licensed to do that with our master's and doctorate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna just unmute people because if you have questions, I can't see your faces, a lot of you. And if you can change your name with those three dots, that are in the upper right corner, that will help me recognize your name. Linda, did you have a question? Yes, I do, a couple comments. Um, your cards are in red, predominantly in green, and I'm wondering if you did any research in colorblindness, because I run across several students that are dyslexic plus colorblindness. And the other thing is, um, and I'm a dyslexic reading specialist for many years, Assessments in school are all fine and dandy, except a lot of, well, now the school's law, as I understand it, has to be done by school a trained school psychologist in dyslexia. There are not that many of them around. Right. So well, I'm not sure if the answer is to that, but just generally. What I, I, could, I could give a cognitive test, and I can also do the academic test. I gave the academic test when I was a special ed teacher, and teachers who have their master's if you have to purchase a curriculum, but we use the Woodcock Johnson. And so mm -hmm. I can do the cognitive and I can do the academic. And about the colors, I actually have purple and gold. I have all the colors. I only showed you the green and the red okay. because green is typically for a vowel. Right. Um, that's what the Orton Gillingham would use red for the vowel. Um, but I trained across the nation with an organization uh, called Spire. 
and they use green for their letters. Uh, I, I advocate for them for a, for a whole classroom pull-out program. And I traveled across the nation training teachers with those phonogram cards. That question never came up. But I know it has come up with highlighters, being sure you use the right color highlighters on the board for dyslexic children. Yeah, I don't but, use red and green with my students. I use blues and pinks and yellows. You could always um, get the cards. We could special print them for you and not put a color on them. You know, we print them for color for, for the fun and the engagement. And um, yeah, okay. So someone's actually posting, if you could see your chats, they ask, so how you assess for the disability is you want that discrepancy of uh, the high IQ with the low academic achievement. There's gotta be a two year discrepancy. That's why if kids have a low IQ testing and they have low academic, it, it, there's not that two year gap. And unfortunately, I'm finding dyslexic symptoms in a lot of those students but um, the schools won't recognize that. And so, um, okay. Well, so since one in five students has dyslexia, we're, I think we're cautioning too much. We're, we're moving on the way of caution and look what it's doing to our literacy rates across the nation. We're going down and going down and we're just decreasing and our kids are dropping. So, I'm going to unmute people. Do you have any more questions? Okay. Any, Megan, do you have any questions? Some of the pictures went away. I miss seeing your pretty faces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, this is Megan. I don't have any questions. Thank you, Marianne. Okay. All righty. So let me share my screen again. And we'll go into the final round of um, the PowerPoint. Okay. So let me move it down to here. Oops. Okay. So May I have your permission to share my reading program with you? It's called Dyslexia Dismantled, and I'm so excited to share it. It's gonna be a two-day training from 10 to four, and it's scheduled Wednesday and Thursday, August 12th, my anniversary, and 13th, and it's limited to 10 people. So who would this training be for? Parents, teachers, paraprofessionals, substitute teachers who are displaced right now. We're going to be online for quite a while. This would be a great way for the substitutes to still contribute and tutor kids online. I'll show you how to do that. College students, anyone interested in helping dyslexic children? What you're going to learn, you're going to learn more about the Orton-Gillingham model for teaching dyslexic students. Excuse me a minute. You'll be able to demonstrate your understanding of what it means to be structured and systematic and sequential. You'll be able to do my, my nine-step reading program, understand ways to teach phonological awareness, 
You'll be able to recognize dyslexia in a classroom like this, and you'll be able to describe dyslexia to others. Key benefits, you may receive a pay raise if you're credentialed or in your workplace. Um, you, may be, you will be more marketable. You can work with multiple students, earn some extra income. You'll be addressing our national reading crisis, and most importantly, you may possibly keep someone out of prison. So the magic box of training materials, stay with me here. I just sent this box to Canada. I sent this box to South Carolina. What kind of box will you get? It's very exciting. You receive six books in the kit, the teacher guide, mini lessons, Blackline Masters, Junior and Senior Workbook 1 and Senior Workbook 2. So the teacher guide has seven parts, great for assessments. The mini lessons are grammar rules. So this is where the kids are going to learn the grammar, and we alternate this from the phonics reading or workbook one or two. And the scope and sequence lets you know when to introduce a mini lesson, like teaching the C and the Y, uh, the CI, and the, the soft G. That's all in the mini lessons. You're guaranteed results by the second weeks um, and amazing results in six weeks. So we recommend the 30 sessions. So I've been tutoring online as well. And uh, unless, unless there's a way a family can pay for a year or the school will pay for the year, usually parents go 30 sessions because that's at six weeks. And I personally guarantee you will be comfortable tutoring and I'll work with you until you are. So what, it, what Dyslexia Dismantle includes is the two-day training at $1,997. I'm paying $5,000 for Orton Gillingham training right now. I, if I didn't get a scholarship, I couldn't do that. So this is a, an amazing, nice price. The step-by-step -step curriculum has a $750 value. You get the teacher guide, which has the instructions, the phonics reading, spelling exercises, and progress monitoring. The mini lessons have 45 activities. Blackline Masters have um, spelling pages that have beginning, middle, and ending sounds to help scaffold some of the lower students. I've even used those for kinder and first grade. Junior Workbook 1 has the 36 pages. The Senior Workbook goes up to 96 pages for Workbook 1. Workbook two has 68 pages of grammar, how to write, what to help with comprehension. The phonogram cards, we have 101, beautiful colors. And the key concept pages are the pictures that go with the phonogram cards. We have magnetic letters that I personally spray paint for you and other cool things. So this would come to a total value of 2,000 $747. I'm going to give you some bonuses. I'm going to autograph my book, A Message of Hope, How Music Enhances Reading for Dyslexic Children or Students, also available on Amazon, and our app, Dunking Dyslexia, 
which is available on Android and iOS. So Dyslexia uh, Dismantled Bonuses, the book is valued at $15. I would say, how, how much did my doctorate cost me and how many years? So it's probably worth thousands of dollars. Dunkin' Dyslexia app, two months free, valued at $20. Two 30-minute coaching sessions with me, valued at $200. I'm going to include Excel spreadsheets. If you have multiple students at your site, you can track their progress. That's valued at $100. Training recordings. I'm going to record them and let, you know, send them to you, valued at $100. So gives us a total value of bonuses alone, $435. So together, the Dyslexia Dismantled Program is uh, $2,747. The bonus items, $435. For a total value of the program, $3,182. But wait, because of COVID, I'm going to give you a discount of $2,185. And so for as little as $1,000, I can train a teacher, and that teacher will change thousands of lives. So the special COVID price today only is $997. Shipping and handling is not included because it costs differently to go to Canada, and it's different to go to different states. Just so you know, I'm also scholarshiping this to a teacher in India to work in Mumbai. So my passion is really to get the word out and to help kids. So you can pay with Venmo. This is my Venmo number, Step-by-Step -step Dyslexia Solutions, Cintron, my last name. You can use a MasterCard, you could use PayPal. And um, to reserve your seat, you can text me. And again, the days are Wednesday and Thursday from 12, August 12th and 13th from 10 to 4. So let me leave that up for you guys. Take a picture with your phone, please. And you can call me or text me throughout the day. But I'm looking for those 10 teachers I can train on those two days. I have to limit it to 10 so that we have enough time to go into our breakout sessions. So I will go back here. We're gonna end a little early. So feel free to please take a picture so you see the value. Um, out of curiosity, as a tutor, will my training day be different or will it still be um, the 12th and 13th? It's the 12th and 13th. Just making sure. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to stop my share. And we are 
wrapping it up just a little bit early. Are there any other questions? Okay. I want to thank you all for being here. I just value that you're passionate to help children. And uh, that's my passion. So I want to equip teachers with that effective literacy program to remediate dyslexia and keep kids out of prison.